What do you say? What do you do? If he only had a few years left to live. In February of 2019, I was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Join me as I try and figure out a survival guide and how to get through all of this mess. I'll cover what I'm going through and bring in my past and present experiences. And hopefully, just hopefully, we can find some humor in this crazy mixed up world that will make sense of everything that you and I are going through. So join me, Big Daddy Dave, in my podcast as I try and figure out my survival guide to terminal cancer. Pull up a chair, have a coffee, sit back, and have a listen. This is Big Daddy Dave. How are you all doing today? And welcome to my podcast of uh, surviving terminal cancer. Um, today, in my in my my basement studio, I've been having a few problems. Um, my producer and I have, have tried to to pinpoint some of these things to no avail. Every now and then, I get uh, the wiring in my house. I don't know if it's if it's bad, if it's worse, if it's gone off. But every now and then, it's just like uh, major interference happens. Like, I don't know if you can just hear it. Like, the, uh, every now and then, there's like some major in- interference that happens. And I don't know what it is. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me absolutely nuts. I've got everything going through uh, what they call these filters. Uh, all the electricals going through filters. And there's like, I don't know, I've, my house is grounded. It, it is so grounded. It, it is, it's, it's stable. My my house is stable, as stable as, as anything. Um, everything's just being grounded. Um, yeah, see, it just, uh, it, you know what? It is so infuriating. But um, it leads me to believe that, uh, and again, I should really go to the internet and research some of these things that I come up with. But things just pop into my mind. So I'm having electrical problems. There's some interference going on. And, you know, uh, one of the things is that uh, we live down the road from a nuclear power plant. Um, so, and it's kind of it's kind of odd because I remember in, uh, at one time um, people used to protest. There used to be active protesters about no nukes, no nukes. You know, get the get no wrong. This is bad. Uh, nuclear power is horrible. Uh, no nukes. But now we got a couple of power plants. Um, you know, every now and then one or two of them melt down and stuff like that. You know, but it seems like it's all just commonplace now. It's just like ah, uh, well, we got the power plant down the street. You know, whatever. You know, what what is it going to do? Cause cancer oh wait (laughs) maybe there's something there right maybe there's something there but what this to me what's worse is it it produces a 60 cycle hum that has cursed everything in the in the, the the gta area um but uh again Going back to researching on the internet, uh, one of the things that people don't understand and don't don't remember or 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 realize that during the Cold War, there's a couple of governments. There's like the two sides, and they used to experiment a lot with things like radio waves and electricity. And because uh, this is how experimentation went, the, how does this work? I don't know. 
well, let's build a really big thing of what we don't know works and see what happens. Hey, good idea. What happens if it affects the American public? Oh, that's, uh, but we're the government. We'll just tell them that um, it's a fragment of their imagination. Hey, good idea. All right. And so this is how like they've, they've discovered things. So um, from what I remember, uh, there's a couple of things like up in, um, I think it's Alaska. Uh, there's like an acre or, or two of uh, like these giant um, electrodes. Uh, so they pump the air full of a crap ton of electricity. Um, and what it's supposed to do is supposed to um, manipulate the weather. Um, to use weather as a weapon because um, the American ingenuity said, well, the A-bomb and the H-bomb and, and all the other like nuclear bombs just aren't big enough. We need to really unleash something a little bit bigger so people know that we're serious. Um, and so, yeah, so this, these, these, uh, this weather manipulation device, um, if it does exist, I'm, I'm pretty sure it does, but I mean, um, yeah, it's supposed to unleash like tornadoes or something like that. Um, which, when you think about it, now we know where Sharknado came from. So Ian Ziering got his uh, got another shot at his career for for um, uh, for battling Sharknado, and that was probably just a, a bypass or byproduct of uh, some kind of American. Um, uh, experiment that's gone horribly wrong. Now, here's something that's really gonna, really going to, to, to mess with you once you start thinking about it. Now, I'm not a conspiracy person. Um, I do believe there's some truth in those conspiracies, but I'm not gonna be sitting in my basement, which, Technically, I am right now, but I'm not going to be sitting in my basement with a tinfoil hat on, okay? Um, but there, there's got to be some kind of truth and something that would lead you to believe that, well, maybe this isn't so crazy. And and then sometimes what happens is like 30 years later, the truth is revealed and it's actually, yeah, that conspiracy, that conspiracy actually was true. So, yeah. Oh, great. Perfect. So one of the things that the Russians were experimenting with was radio waves. So they figured, you know what, if we bon bombard America with, with uh, certain frequencies um, and just bombard them, um, uh, people's, people's minds, and um, um, let's see what happens. Um, we're pretty sure that they're going, they're going to start to, to freak out. So yeah, the, the Soviets... Um, and the 50s and 60s, I think they, they blasted certain areas. And, and don't take my word for it. I mean, research this stuff. But they blasted, um, using it as warfare, they blasted certain areas of the, of, uh, the United States with radio waves. Because um, apparently what happens is, like with, what happens is inside your brain, sometimes when, when you have internal problems, um, your, uh, your body doesn't know how to handle it. And then it gets agitated. And then what happens is things like they found when you bombard people with radio waves and, uh, and these are the waves that you, they can't hear. They get, uh, short tempered. Uh, they start getting, um, tired. They start getting health problems. They start suffering from stress related illnesses. So it's like, 
uh, it's almost like a silent killer. Like you can't really pinpoint it. And there's apparently there's some phenomenal places in the in in the the world where they have like these hums and these radio signals that just pop up out of nowhere. And the, and the locals like like say 25% of the population suffers from migraines and nobody knows why in this little town and wherever everyone you know 25% of the population has problems. Um, and then just to just to put another layer of conspiracy on top of all of that other stuff. Um, yeah, things like microwaves. Okay, you know, you want to eat something, right? You want to, like, you know, some popcorn or whatever, you throw it in the microwave, and those microwaves are, you know, they're focusing on, on a certain object, creating molecules that jiggle, uh, creating heat. So, and, and, there, and there's your microwave. Your microwave works. Well, okay, when you think about cell phone towers and stuff like that and, and telecommunications. Guess what they're using? They're using microwaves. So I don't think the Russians are really bombarding America, North America, with radio waves to try and really piss us off and to see what happens. But we've kind of done it to ourselves when you think about it. So the, the there's radio waves out there. There's microwaves out there. There's uh, telecommunications. Like You are just bombarded with this stuff. Right. And the, I mean, and the key thing is the thing that that it really comes down to is I have an annoying hum on my microphones every now and then. And I I want to blame the Russians, but it's probably it's probably Uncle Sam doing something. He's pointing something up here right at me and saying, huh, there you go, buddy. We're on to you. You know, it's either that or they they've they've tapped my phones and they're now going to use things against me and because i'm all powerful yeah right yeah we can believe that anyway anyway moving on moving on there, there was my rant for the day my rant for the day dealing with a 60 cycle hum on my microphone anyway so speaking of weapons and weaponizing things things that are that, that, that seem to be non uh, non-aggressive like a radio wave you don't think yeah i'll just listen to some some top 40 um and that's now it's killing me um so i have to admit every now and then and and this is it's not a guilty pleasure but every now and then i use my cancer as a weapon yes you heard me i'm using cancer as a weapon so there's been a couple of times you know i've, I've talked to to a couple of people and and people because people like to uh, people like to complain. You know, everyone likes to complain. They'll complain about like you know the the boils, their um, pimples. They'll they'll complain about everything, anything that's wrong with them. They're like, oh, you don't have it as bad as me. So, and it's funny because some of these people that I've talked to, they don't know that I have cancer. So, anytime like you know, it's not something I dote on. It's not something I walk around with a big big freaking sign on my chest saying hey i'm uh, uh, who's got two thumbs and cancer this guy you know um you know no no uh, but every now and then somebody tries to one-up me when it comes to illnesses they're like oh big daddy dave you just you just you don't know you, you don't know and then and then i'm just like i you know i i can try and understand but no i don't know what you're going through i can try and understand but no no no, Big Daddy. No, no, no. My life, my life, my life is harder, harder than, than yours. yours. Oh, really? 
<laughs> really? Uh, did I tell you I'm dying? You know, and that, that kind of, I've only done that a couple of times. I have to admit, I've only done that a couple of times where somebody's like, they're trying to one up me. And it's just like, you know what? I got to pull out the I'm dying card. So funny thing about dying. Um, there's been a couple of times I have, um, I, I might have, I might have mentioned it. I have two wonderful daughters. Um, I am absolutely crazy about them. Um, they're, they're probably sick of me, but, um, I, I have a great relationship with them. One of the things that I, I sat down and talked to them about was, okay, you know what? Um, this is, this is the hand that I've been, I've been dealt uh, I'm, I'm going to cope with it. I'll try not to, um, I'll try not to, to dote on it so much because, uh, you know, I am very, it's my kids. You want your kids to have a, a better life than you. Everyone wants that. Uh, I think everyone wants that, but you know, yeah, you just, so I told him, listen, listen, you know, just li- life is for the living. Just keep on going, keep on trucking without dad. You know, life goes on without me, which is a David Lee Roth song. Life goes on without me. Actually, it wasn't a David Lee Roth song. It was, he did a cover, just a gigolo. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I, I tried to convince him that, yeah, don't, don't, I don't want everyone sitting around the house like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about, about dad? And oh, we, you know, walk softly and, 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 you know, do stuff like that. So, you know, I, I tried to convince him, no, just keep going, keep going, you know, just make plans. Uh, and you, everything will be fine, you know? I mean, and, 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 <sighs> They say laughter is the best medicine, and well, no, no, it's not. Um, um, proper medicine guided by science um, and 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 tests and stuff like that. Yes, yes, that's good. But la- yeah, yeah, no, uh, you you need good medicine. That that'll probably save you. Laughter is not going to save you, but it'll make things a little bit. It'll make things uh, your coping mechanism a little bit better. So. Some of the things, and this is just me, don't do this if your kids are not used to this, but, uh, so I'm just thinking, this is how I'm going to mess with my daughters, because I got two of them, and they both think that I love them uh, equally. Actually, I should say, if they are listening to this, I do love them equally, um, but I've decided to leave notes around the house, you know, kind of like, clean your room, you're killing me, you know? Uh, hoping that that would give them some inspiration to maybe clean their room and uh, take out the garbage. You know which one I'm talking to. Take out the garbage. And, um, you know, like, it's just, it's it's funny because in the beginning, people, like, they're really, oh, dad's dad's ill, okay. And then they kind of, like, kind of buck up a little bit. But then that that subsides really quickly, you know. And, and so then you have to bring out the, you know, you're killing me type of thing uh, with the, with you not doing chores. But apparently I've, I'm raising hard women. I've raised two hard young women that now have um, emotionally, they, they, they're calloused and they just don't care if the garbage goes out or not. You know, dad, you're dead. The garbage will still be there. Um, you know, but, you know, because I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take this down. I'm not going to take this lying down. All right. So, um, one of the things I'm going to do is, uh, cause I'm limited in my, in my whole scope of the internet. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I know about Facebook and stuff like that, but I'm not getting into Snapchat or, or twitting and stuff like that. But 
I figured, okay, so this is how I'm going to get back at my daughters. Okay. Um, so just before I die, I'm going to post um, uh, this quote. My daughter is the greatest thing in my life. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to quote that. Okay, and and, and let's let's really drive this home. My daughter, my daughter is the greatest, is the greatest thing, thing in my, in my life. life. I'm going to post that on my Facebook wall. I'm going to tell the whole world how great she is. Now remember. I have two daughters. I'm going to let them fight it out. Because <laughs> you know that's how kids are. He was talking about me. No, he's talking about you. Well, you never took out the garbage. Well, you never took out the recycling. And then, and then you know what? Yes, yes. Then I can die a happy man. Definitely. And another thing about, you know, messing with people. Um, cause I mess with my daughters all the time. Um, one of the things that I find kind of humorous is, you know, a doctor tells you, um, that you're dying. They try and do it very professional. Uh, they try and do it, uh, personal. Uh, this is like their bedside manner type of thing. I don't know if they teach classes in this, but you know, the, the delivery, it's gotta be hard on them too. You know, I can't just say, well, well they're, they're, it's a walk in the park when, you know, you get such news. But it's, it's funny. So a doctor tells you you're dying. And the first thing you say <laughs> and the first thing, you know, that's going through your mind is, are you sure, doctor, are you sure I'm dying? Because that's what the doctor wanted to do today. The doctor woke up, said, you know what, over his bowl of Cheerios, I'm going to I'm going to fuck with that guy, uh, that Big Daddy Dave guy. I'm going to tell him he's dying, and honey, you know what? He's not. He's healthy as a horse, but I'm going to tell him he's dying anyway. Let's just see what his face looks like, you know? And uh, no, that's not what – I'd like to think that's what doctors don't do. I could be wrong. But, you know, maybe – you know, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Why would I lie about that, you know, sir? Anyway, Um which then, now that you're, you know, you're sitting in the, this is what I think about sometimes when I'm sitting in those doctor's offices and I look at their plaques and I look at um, um, all the certificates and stuff like that and things that are stamped and on, on rich looking paper um, and stuff like that. What happened to all the doctors that don't graduate at the top of their class? Because you always hear people always brag about, oh, my, my son, my son has graduated. He's at the top, you know, the top 10 or he's in the, the, um, you know, the top 5%. And you always hear about like these doctors at the top percent. So who were the ones that just mailed that shit in? Like who are the doctors that just said, oh man, I really, I really crapped the bed on this one, but well, you know, they, you know, they wanted a, you know, a 60% average. I'm going to give them a 60% average, you know. And, and if you don't think that people do that, they do do that. I actually, one of my daughters, and she knows who I'm talking about. She needed like 50% on a test to pass her course. And what did she give them? She gave them 50 I think it was 51%, you know, that 1% as a cushion. So she gave them exactly what they wanted. Now, I don't, th I, my, obviously my, uh, my daughter is not a doctor, you know, so let's not confuse them, but she's not any different than anyone else, really, you know? So we've all gone to school with people who just kind of like, you know, in high school, there was always that guy who was like stoned, 
uh, over by the bleaches. Um, there's always that guy who was just like, you know, he was a screw up, you know, like the class clowns uh, and stuff like that. The guys who didn't take life seriously, the guys who were always screwing around. What happened to them? Apparently, they became masters of technology and they became doctors or something like that. I mean, to say that doctors are separate from from anyone else is, you know, you're just fooling yourselves. They're people. They're people just like you and I. OK. And uh, when it comes to schooling, I'm pretty sure. There have been times where they've just been like, oh, man, I just I really botched that up. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go to summer school uh, to make this up. And um, and you know something? Here's the thing. It, I don't know. I don't know what goes into this. Um, but, you know, if you pass, you pass. You know, um, some of the I've seen some of the stuff that high school teachers have to go through where they they kind of they fudge the numbers. They try and, you know, OK, well, you know, um, this person has failed uh, a couple of grades, um, but we're going to push them on to the next grade anyway, with the hope that they will they will come around. You know, they'll buck up. They'll uh, they'll get their studies underway and, um, you know, they'll pass. And, and there's been uh, at least in my day and age, there's there's quite a few of us that just we failed failed grades and they just kept pushing us um, further and further down the road um, so that we were somebody else's problem. Um, so I'm not sure if that happens in the medical profession, but come on. I mean, not everyone can be in the top 10% of their graduating class. Who were the ones in the bottom? <laughs> who were the ones in the lower, in the, in the lower thirds? You know, who were those people? Um, and uh, what happened to their doctorate? Anyway, so today I have, um, I've told you a few things of how I've messed with my daughters. I don't suggest that you do that with your daughters because, you know, they may not get you. They may not understand. And oh my God, you're so corny, you know, but, um, you know, and with the eyes rolling. So, you know, sometimes when you, when you have something, uh, like the illness that we have, I hope that you, you maybe you look at it as maybe this is, this is, uh, on your big exit, the final cut. And this is how you can, you can maybe spend some time with them and let them, uh, into your life a little bit more, you know, let them know because you know what? They have hopes and dreams. And so did you. And growing up, uh, growing up is sometimes the ho most horrible thing ever. It's the most awkward stage. It's the most depressing stage. It's the most, you know, it's, it's horrible. Teenage life is horrible. It's one big zit, you know, um, and share that with them. You know, that's what I do with my kids. And apparently now they call it oversharing. But anyway, this is Big Daddy Dave. This was my podcast. And I'm sorry if I overshared, but there will be some more oversharing later on. And, uh, you take care, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, my survival guide will get you through all of this. <laughs>